create your symphony of success with sales enablement. Right. Hello and welcome to PDA Group's Expert Talk Sales. I am here with Matthias Schaper from SalesLoft, and we will speak about the importance of creativity in sales. Matthias, it's such a pleasure to have you with me today. Britta, it is. Thank you for having me. Matthias, do you want to introduce yourself really briefly to the audience so they know who we are listening to? Yeah, of course. My name is Matthias. I currently work as an SDR for a company called SalesLoft. We are in the sales engagement space. Me, actually, I've only been in sales for like a year. I think it's it's going on to like 14 months now. So I'm not someone that has 20 years experience. I kind of fell into sales like everyone else did um, when I speak to, to salespeople. Um, but yeah, this is me and this is who I'm here today. Great and cool to have you with me today. And I think we picked such an awesome topic, the importance of creativity in sales. When we spoke about it, I saw your eyes shining and sparkling. So what is driving your passion for this topic, creativity? I mean, we know sales has its little touch, but I think it's such an awesome title. Tie us in. Yeah, of course. Um, I think... So maybe a little bit to my background when I started in sales, I um, started in London as an SDR, um, but because I'm German, I worked the Dach market. So I worked Switzerland, Austria, and Germany. And I never wanted to go into sales. I actually <laughs> always said that the last thing where I want to end up in sales, I, I really did not want to end up in sales, but then the pandemic happened. And for some reason I fell into sales, right? Um, I had no idea what I was doing. At university, they don't teach you about sales, right? They teach you about accounting and all of that kind of stuff. But the most important thing to a business, they don't really teach you much about it, right? So um, I started fresh after I graduated at university um, as an SDR. And I remember one of my managers back then, I mean, I had no idea, right? One of my managers back then, he told me, hey, just write, sorry, I missed you in the subject line, great line for to get opens. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know anything about this, my manager. So I started doing it. And very quickly, I realized that my emails weren't getting opens and that it wasn't getting me anywhere. And I started thinking about, okay, what does my inbox look like from recruiters? Um, what do other people do? I started being active on LinkedIn, talked to a lot of people. And I realized that what I need to be doing is standing out. Mm -hmm. yeah, there was no way that um, I could do the same, the same thing that everyone else in the space is doing and get and hit my quarter, get replies, book meetings. There was no way I could have been doing that. Um, so that's really where I started thinking about, okay, what are other people doing? How can I do the same thing, but in a different way so people will remember me and I will stand up in the prospect in inbox? I think there's like a statistic sales leaders or anyone in leadership gets like 128 sales emails a day. Now think about that, 128 sales emails, like you need to be good, you need to be standing out for them to open your email because there's Absolutely. no way that they're going to open an email if it says, sorry, I missed you in the, in the, in the headline, no way. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I started thinking, of, thinking about it a little bit deeper and just really spending my afternoons 
yeah, looking at what other people did and what what stayed with me in my mind, because I thought, okay, if that stays with me in my mind, that would probably also stay in my prospect's mind. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's sort of where I started thinking about creativity. I don't think back then I realized that it was creativity that I was trying to trying to master, yeah. but I knew that I had to do something different than any other person um, in sales. So yeah. Do you, do you remember how you tweaked your headline at the first? Like first you took the advice from your manager, you followed the lead. So how did you tweak it? Do you remember a little? Um, I think at first I really, um, I didn't care about the headline much. Mm -hmm. uh, for me at first, the, the main thing was the body of the email, like what's in the email, because I, I'm not going to benefit if I have a good headline, they open the email and then my email is, you know, is not good. Yes. Right. Yes. So that, that was where my main focus in the beginning, um, the body of the email. And then sort of, I thought, okay, if I get the body right, then probably if I summarize that, I can get a good headline with that. Mm -hmm. um, so I focused on the body of the email first. Um, and I mean, back then I had no idea about any of the stuff that I know now. Um, and I, I was going from like automated emails, my company back then, they were showing us automated emails and I was just sending them out. And then I kind of thought, okay, automated emails is not working. Like no one was getting back no, to no, 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 <laughs> no, no. And I remember sitting there on my first month in, uh, when I was on quarter and I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? No one is replying. Everyone's ignoring me. Um, so yeah, I kind of. I kind of started there um, and I then turned into personalized emails, which yeah. was also good. I got a few more replies from that, um, but still I wasn't, I wasn't standing out. Like most good salespeople now, they personalize their emails. So that wasn't really a factor of me standing out. Um, so I needed to do something on top of that, that then, but so I started, I started thinking, and I, this is funny. I think every time I speak to someone about it, about creativity and sales, they're like, oh, I can't draw and I can't paint and stuff. And I'm like, you, that, it's not about you that. You don't need I, that. Exactly. I cannot paint. I cannot draw. The only thing that I can draw, or like I can fill in a mandala, but that's it. <laughs> I am, I'm not really like a, a drawing person or a painting person. Um, I still draw like stick men. So it's not about that. It's more about, okay, what what are other people doing what can i be doing that's different so i think the first one that i started was a poem um mm -hmm. so i started writing my emails in a poem outline um which took me hours in the beginning i just wanted to say wow that's a quite big effort you uh, put into that email style then yeah, exactly. Like it took me like hours to write a poem for this one specific person. And then I quickly realized, okay, I, I can't be doing this for every person that I'm reaching out to. So um, I think then I wrote one poem because I was sending to marketers back, back then. So I did one poem specific for a marketing person. And I used <laughs> that in my breakup email rather than a personalized email with a poem. So I just uh, um, my last email and my sequence would always be the poem and you know it it got me quite a lot of replies on the last step not all of them were like you know positive not all yeah. of them wanted a meeting but at least 
they remembered me and at least they were like, oh, I've never seen this before. I'm going to put this into my archive folder for when I do have time to think about this kind of stuff. So you um, really stood out with the poem approach. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, was, um, that was, I think, like my first my first try of being creative mm -hmm. um, and I quickly got bored of that I was like okay now I have a set poem breakup email that works well um, what else can I be doing um, and then I, I was I was home in Berlin actually and I have two sisters and the one sister was 13 at the time and TikTok was blowing off this was lockdown um, and I was working in my home in my home office and every five minutes my sister would come run running into my room showing me tiktoks and they were funny and most of the times they were funny because i could relate to them and it was something that you know maybe you wouldn't talk about in a in a, in a conversation because it's maybe something embarrassing but like i could always relate to to these kind of tiktoks um so that's when i did my first tiktok because i was like okay i can relate to the tiktoks this is something fun it also kind of resonated with my persona, which was marketing people that would yeah. obviously know about TikTok. And then, yeah, I started my, my first TikTok where I was impersonating basically me, myself as a salesperson and the other person on the line. Um, so that's, that was quite funny. I got, um, I got a lot of reply, a lot of people, a lot of replies, a lot of people were like, oh my God, I've never seen a TikTok. This is quite cool. So I was downloading the TikTok and then I was sending it over LinkedIn messages whenever I was connected to the to mm -hmm. first people. So um, you actually took the step from taking the creativity of another social uh, media and brought it into the business context of LinkedIn and your prospecting mailings. Exactly, exactly. And I tried, I tried to make them less professional and mm -hmm. more relatable and funny. Like, obviously, I had to still show the problem that my company was solving and still speak about problems that my persona might be having. But I wanted to take it down from like being, um, and you know this, you're German as well. In Germany, we are very polite in our emails, right? It's like, sehr geehrte Damen und Herren. <laughs> In English, it's very, in English, it's, it's a bit more smoother, right? You can make it less casual, but a German, just from our language, is quite professional and quite conservative yeah. most of the time. So I wanted to break through that and stand out in the inbox rather than another Zegerte Damen and Herren. This is, you know, this is me and this is what I do. This is what my company does. And I wanted to make them laugh because that's usually, like, I love people that I can laugh with. Mm -hmm. um, these are the people that I always remember when I go out on a night and I'm just laughing with someone for two hours. I will never forget that person. So I kind of thought, okay, maybe if they laugh about my stuff, they will still remember me and I will still be in their heads. Um, and it worked quite well. Um, there, there was obviously a couple of people that sent me messages back like, oh, this is unprofessional. Why are you sending me a TikTok? That's okay. Like you always have to deal with that in sales, right? Um, there, there'll always be a rejection, no matter how good your email is, how good your video mail is. There'll always be rejection. Um, but I just kind of laughed it up, and I was like, okay. So you maybe don't have a humor, maybe you had a bad day. Let me send you in two weeks. Let me set you a task and send you a more professional email. And then I kind of go where, like, what my prospect might be thinking because, you know, the people prefer to be outreached in a different way 
I, I understand that not everyone wants to see a TikTok and, and that's fine. Um, but I feel like you, if you look at a person's LinkedIn page, you, you can kind of go what they are going to like. Are they very active? Are, how old are they? What kind of industry are they in? And then you kind of choose if you have a repertoire of cool outreaches, you just choose the outreach that you think would resonate best with that person. So your creativity is the first secret of success in sales. And then as well, making it personalized to your prospect and still stay authentic and true to yourself. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest lesson that I've learned mm -hmm. in like the last year, um, being yourself. And I, I'm so happy that I learned that during my sales career because also now I can be more myself in my personal life, I was mm -hmm. kind of able to learn that lesson for both for both um, personal and professional life. Um, and you know, I mean, we, especially as an SDR, you speak to people that have been in the industry for thirty years; they know more about you. So in the beginning, I was, you know, I was trying to put on an act like, "Oh, I know, I know what your problems are," but really, I didn't know. I didn't know what their problems were. They have thirty yeah. years of experience, and I just kind of fell into sales right now um and people would notice that people would notice like this girl is not talking um authentically she's not being herself she is trying to be an expert when she really isn't in that space and i think that was the first thing that i noticed that if i if i'm being myself and if i'm honest with hey i know you have more experience than i do but i don't know i work for this company and i'd like to introduce you to it because i'm thinking based on my research this could be valuable to you people were much more open to talk to me because they don't want to talk to another person that you know um thinks they're a subject matter expert when really they're not because they're not going to get any value out of that right so i think being yourself is one of the the biggest lessons that i've learned within mm -hmm. that, that year of my career yeah when you applied those creative uh methods how comfortable did you feel Oh, super uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. I remember sending my first TikTok to my <laughs> head of sales back then and I was like, I don't know, I think it's cool, but my head of sales, you know, also he has more experience. He's probably just going to think, what a weird 23-year-old sending me a weird TikTok right now. But they they always loved it. Like they would always share it with, mm -hmm. um, like on the all hands. Um, and it was really a thing where I was like, okay, this TikTok might not be getting an Oscar, but it's something different. And I'm putting myself out there. I'm going out of my comfort zone and everyone's going to respect that. Yeah. Very, very few people are going to laugh behind my back and say, oh my God, this girl is so weird. And if they do, then do I want to know them anyways? Probably not. Like then I probably shouldn't care about them anyways. Um, so I think going out of your comfort zone, um, again, is another very great lesson that sales has taught me i feel like it's it's taught me so many great lessons but um going out of your comfort zone really shows you what you can achieve um if you believe in yourself and i mean i need to believe in in myself because if i don't believe in myself who else is going to believe in myself right um how am i expecting other people to cheer me on and to believe in myself when i don't believe in myself um in the first place so yeah it's so wonderful to see you shining when you speak about it. You can really see how you really are into this and how you 
support and push yourself to stay in this zone of being creative and to make sure that you actually stand out. So Mattia, what would be the one tip you would give somebody who is starting now in sales? Hmm. Good question. Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of all the things that we've talked about at the moment, like mm -hmm. going out of yourself, going out of your comfort zone, being creative and not being afraid to try something new. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are actually willing to try something new, but they think that they could never have those ideas and they think, oh, um, you know, I'm not creative at all. But I think if, so what I always do, the other day I was thinking, oh, my, my outreach is getting a bit boring. I, I need a new idea. So I sat down and I tried to reverse the roles. I yeah. did, a, did a day of cold calling and I was thinking about calling and voicemails. And that was a, a thing in Salesforce at the moment that I never did voicemails before. So now I need to get into voicemails. And I was thinking, okay, is there- You're any meaning, you're referring to the LinkedIn voicemails? Or LinkedIn voicemails or um, on the phone. On the like, phone, okay. Just uh, to make well, clear for the audience as yeah. well what we're speaking about. No, yeah, anything audio related. Like I mm -hmm. do love video, I do love email, but anything audio related, I haven't really touched on much. Um, and I was sitting on my couch and I was like, okay, what is the one voicemail that I remember? And pretty soon I remembered that I once called a guy in Germany and his voicemail was... Um, Brad Pitt's German voice, the dubbing artist of Brad Pitt. So, and you know you're German, like everyone knows Brad Pitt's German voice. Like it's a very well-recognized voice um, in Germany. And I remember listening to the voicemail and it's just like, hey, this is Michael Meyer. I think his name was, um, uh, I'm not available, but everything in, in Brad Pitt's voice. And I never forgot that voicemail because it was something so different and I had never heard that voicemail. So um, because I remembered it, I was like, probably my prospect would remember that too if they had gotten, I don't know, a voicemail from me about sales loft, for example, but with a dubbing artist's voice. So I don't know, I just went online and I searched dubbing artist voiceovers mm -hmm. and I got a quote for like, I don't know, three dubbing artists for a minute. And I just need to type up the text that they need to say and then I'll send that as a LinkedIn voice note. And I guarantee you, maybe then they're, they're not going to be like, okay, now I need your solution, but I'll stick in their mind. And next time I'll, you know, reach out to them, they'll be like, okay, now it's better timing. I still remember you. You were the one that had Brad Pitt's voicemail on, you know? Um, that's kind of the way that I always think about it. Okay, mm -hmm. what, what sticks in my mind and how can I use that for myself? And creativity doesn't have a limit. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I mean... Now, I think, I think the sales engagement and the sales enablement space is growing so quickly. Okay. And there's so many softwares out there that help us salespeople stay more organized and help us uh, better our processes and help us stay on top of things that really we, we shifted from like organization as a secret weapon to creativity as a secret weapon. Because we are now, I don't know, sales loft or um, other other software engagement, they help me try to stay on top of my task, right? If now they do that with everyone, everyone's gonna have a very persistent outreach. Everyone's gonna stay on top of their task and everyone's yeah. gonna be organized. So 
this is really the time where we need to be thinking about, okay, other than being organized and being on time, how else can we stand out? And for me at the moment, that's creativity. Amazing. So great, Mattia. What would be the final, final thing you want to share with our audience? Well, I think what... I think this comes back to the main lessons that I've learned, like Mm -hmm. be yourself, believe in yourself, stand out from the crowd. Don't ever let anyone limit yourself. I've had a lot of instances in my, in that last year of my sales career where people were like, oh my God, Mattia, don't post so much on LinkedIn. And oh my God, why, why are you doing this? You know, but, and it would take me back. Um, I'm not someone that doesn't care what other people think. Obviously, everyone cares what other people think, but I just always have to remind myself, okay, this is one in a million. He doesn't like it. Let me stay myself because this is the best way that I can be. And if people don't like it, that's okay. I know that there's a lot of people out there that do like it. And Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the people that do support me um, and that do believe in myself. But for them to be able to believe in myself, I have to believe in myself. And um, that's really what what I think is the main message. Be yourself, um, go out of your comfort zone, think about new ways, be your own innovative um, person. And yeah, I think that's it. I'm rambling on, but I think that's it. That's the main message. Wonderful. This was such an enlightening conversation, Mattia. Thank you so much. And uh, I loved your final words. Be yourself and believe in yourself. So everybody out there, believe in yourself. You can do it. Dare to take a risk. Be creative. If something doesn't work, okay, you try it. Try it again. Adjust and make the best out of it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And stay tuned for the next episode, which will be coming soon. Thank you. And thanks, Mattia, for joining today. Thank you, Britta. Have a good day, guys.